Hey, Philip, what's going on? Hey, Brian, good to see you, man. I didn't hear you knock. I didn't know I had to knock. Fair enough. So what are we doing this week? The same thing we do every week, our podcast. Ooh, let's get started. Welcome to the podcast, Neighbors Don't Knock. The show where two neighbors drop by for conversations that are fun, relevant, and downright hilarious. Join them and special guests in their mission to talk about anything and everything and laugh about it no matter what. Now, here's your hosts, Brian Chambers and Philip Goffrey. Oh man, it is another episode. I am can't believe I'm back here with you again already. Well, you keep showing up. I do. I like it. Oh, okay, never mind. That I, I was I was preparing for it, you know, like that girlfriend that, you know, wants to be winning in the breakup. Right, you know, I was like, who who's really winning in the breakup? He's like, Does he really like me? Did we break up for a reason? <laughs> I just like that you bring that snazzy music with you every time you come. I love it. It's like I, I kind of get a little shimmy when I when I sit down for that. So Ooh, <laughs> it is. All right. Well, if you've joined in, you have tuned in to Neighbors Don't Knock, the podcast where neighbors drop by unannounced for some great banter and a little bit of fun. Brian, welcome to the house. Listeners, welcome to the show. Yeah. Thank you, Philip, for having me. It's starting to get that weather right now where it's like it's really gorgeous, especially down south. Like you have it's cold. But it's not, like, freezing. Of course, everyone down here thinks it's freezing because it's in the 40s. No, it's been super pretty. And every time this kind of weather hits Houston, Texas, I always picture all the people in Southern California and be like, yeah, we know. <laughs> That's why we live here. I was like, yes, but did you also know how much you pay in taxes? So yeah, we know. That's why we're leaving and going to Texas. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Actually, it's funny you say that because there was a an article or a video I saw on, you know, on the almighty internet that it was talking about how more people are moving to Texas from California, or it's like one of the higher states that people from, cause people from California are jumping ship. Not, you know, I was born in California. The weather's gorgeous. I love going over to visit, but I can actually see some of these points. Yeah. Houston and Austin are becoming massive tech hubs. For sure. Well, I mean, you got Tesla that's here. Of course, you know, NASA. And then what was it? Aerospace or I don't know what the, the, the new... Axiom Space? There you go. Axiom Space. That's, yeah. that's going to be opening up. And then, of course, you know, Google uh, coming to Houston, opening up here. Amazon just opened up in Austin. When yeah. You know, there's yeah. so much. Apple's got a huge campus in Austin. They're about to expand, actually. Um, Elon Musk himself has moved to Texas. We're not quite sure where. I'm guessing Austin. <laughs> I'm guessing Austin. <laughs> yeah. But, you know. Uh, you know, if I had to venture out there... well. I think Sandra Bullock lives in Austin or something like that. I mean, there's Matthew McConaughey, I think, is a big Austin guy as well. Yeah, yeah, okay. So Sandra Bullock, Matthew McConaughey, now Elon Musk, all these cool people live here. You know, Sandra Bullock actually happened to run into her at a restaurant here in Houston, I don't know, eight years ago. Did you, did you talk to her? No, no, no. This wasn't like the proposal thing in the Dunkin' Donuts. No, it's it? not the whole Captain Heigl <laughs> proposal, 12-year-old boy being dumb thing. No, no it would just... Be a 30, 40 year old man dumb thing. <laughs> yeah, my wife, honey, I love you, but it's Sandra Bullock, so we can work this out in post. Well, okay, hang on. We're going to get back to this in a second, but is there, do you guys have a list? A list of what? Everyone knows the list. The list of like the, the iconic or celebrity or she would be okay if you hooked up with. Yeah. No, we don't have a list. But I'm pretty sure we'd both be like, oh, yeah, I get it. It's cool. <laughs> like, whoever it is. like, I'm sure. It's yeah. got to be worth it. Yeah, there are some people that would be on her list that wouldn't be on mine, actually. 
But uh, but no, we don't have a list. Do you have a list? Do you have a written list? We don't have a written list. Not like I have something laminated in my wallet. You've had or something. this conversation. Well, we we don't really have a list. There's just like we make comments and passing, and there's you know like Josh Dumal. Like I know like she's a big fan of his. Like thinking he's a gorgeous man. You know like there's certain people. He's a good looking right. dude. <laughs> like, and you know that like whoever these people are, they're not going to keep our spouses. So it's like a one night stand. Sure. Why not? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that's why I never understood the movie Indecent Proposal because the whole plot line was lost on me. I'm thinking to myself like million dollar. Someone's getting <laughs> laid tonight and it's not me. You know, like who would, would you do that? I mean, let's, let's be hypothetical here. Let's put yourself, your own indecent proposal. If it were an attractive person. That yes. I yeah. 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 We're not, we're not like making, you know, right. It's not like lurch coming at me. Here <laughs> like, at least you guys would speak in the same tone. <laughs> thanks. Thanks for that. Would I do that? Yeah. 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 For sure. For sure. And I think that my wife would totally understand. So Sandra Bullock, all these people, they're in Austin. Oh, yeah, so my story. So Sandra Bullock's at this dinner, right? And and the whole thing I was going to say about this has nothing to do with, like, I went, oh, here's Sandra Bullock. No. Um, it's not <laughs> I, that though, That's how I would. It's not Sandra that Bullock. at all. Yeah, it's not like you with Patrick Stewart, okay? This is not how this goes. I'm sorry that I drooled a little bit. I admire the man a lot. I don't blame you. I would drool a little bit if I saw Patrick Stewart as well. No, but with Sandra Bullock, I, I just wanted to say she is absolutely, exquisitely beautiful. In my opinion, she is so much more beautiful in person than she is on film. It's weird. She also, I feel like, is someone who hasn't had a lot of work done. I have no idea. I don't think so. I, I can't I speak no to that as well. But base, I mean, I can't speak to that either. But just from viewing her in movies throughout the, the last several years that she's done film, she doesn't look like she's like altered her appearance. You know what I mean? Like She looked like she's aged really well. And I'm, I'm sure there's upkeep and things like that. And, you know, but like, look at Renee Zellweger. Yeah, but I tell you what, who are we to judge? But Sandra Bullock, if you're listening, happened to run into you seven or eight years ago in a restaurant here in Houston, Texas. And you heard it on Neighbors of Knock. You were absolutely exquisite. So props to you. So a couple of things I wanted to talk to you about, and I, I'm kind of curious because, the, we, you know, the weather's been kind of gorgeous. We've been talking about this, you know, how nice it is. It's Houston. You know, we're in the 40s, maybe the upper 30s in the early, early morning, but it's been absolutely gorgeous. I'm, I've been thrilled with the weather. Oh, man, 60s during the day, low humidity. Yeah, I know we're not rubbing it in, but we're rubbing it in uh, the rest of the country. You know, I mean, we're not California, but at the same time. <laughs> Thank goodness. <laughs> but I was out with my wife and we, we do a weekly walk or we try to do at least you know a weekend walk together and we, we try to go multiple times and I've probably mentioned this on the podcast before but we were out walking and we were going down to Memorial Park and you know there's those paths that you walk on and the walking trails and things like that and it just kills me every time that people just walk all the way across the path, line, you know, there's like Oh, you're four, talking like two, three, four people? Yeah, like a whole, yeah, like yeah, they're yeah. literally walking one direction across the entire path or trail or whatever. There's other people that they can see that you physically have made, they've made eye contact with us. They've looked, they've acknowledged that we are heading towards them and they don't move. Oh man, it drives me absolutely nuts. Actually, I applaud my wife for doing this, which was kind of hilarious. She decided that she was just going to walk and just put her arms out a little bit and just walk with her arms kind of extended and just and just kind of see if anyone would actually move. Just just kind of like just just not like not like she's flying on an airplane or anything, but just just kind of extend her arms a little bit. Two out of three groups that passed us did not move. Really? Yeah. 
Like challenge accepted. Exactly. Wow. Right? And I'm sitting here like, you know, kind of behind her walking, you know, because sometimes those paths aren't very big. Oh, man. Drives me crazy. I see it all the time. Not just in the park, but on city sidewalks, too. Like I'll be walking down a random sidewalk by a gas station or something, and people just won't. Yeah, they're just chatting it up. Just like, yeah, I'm not done with my conversation. Why should I move? I'm like, dude. I mean, it's, it's yeah, like, let me go walk out into the middle of the street for you so I can give you the respect of social distancing. What the? Yeah, it's, it's weird. No, that's the thing. It's not even about this doesn't even bother me in, uh, into the sense of the social distancing thing, you know, which you should be doing anyway, which kind of boggles my mind even more right now. But this is something that's always gone on. Right. It's something that people just for some reason, I don't know why there's and I don't want to say there's a lack of respect, but I think there's a lack of respect that is gone with with social interaction. I really do. I mean, you, you think about it like people are so used to interacting via text, Twitter. It's like if someone says hello to me, I'm like, oh, you're, you're actually talking to me. You don't have, you know, you don't have an earbud in. You don't, you're not on your phone. You're oh not, my gosh, you're, hi. It's like, hi, you know. I, we were in the park the other day and this group of people not young, they were probably in their late 20s, early 30s, were sitting at one of the tables that's off by the little, like the food trucks and whatnot that they have over in the park. And they were flying a drone. Oh, they, was, don't, don't they have laws about that now? Oh yeah, it's against the law for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Specifically in Memorial Park here in Houston, Texas, not only is uh, launching, flying, or landing a drone strictly prohibited, aerial photography is also strictly prohibited. And there's a pretty big fine if you're caught doing it. It's oh, no, it's, it's, yeah, it, it's actually getting bigger than that. And on the side note of that, there's a lot of states, not every state, but a lot of states, you actually have to have a pilot's license. Yeah, so I, ha- I had a drone for a while, and I didn't have to get a pilot's license, but I did have to register it with the FAA. Right? Oh, yeah, it's like, I think Canada was the first like country, North America, that was like, you had to have complete paperwork and regulations and only fly in a certain area and commercial stuff. But the whole point that blew my mind about this drone experience was like, who the fuck do you think you are? Like everyone's uncomfortable. Dogs are barking at this thing like crazy. Literally everybody around has stopped and is staring up at it and then giving this group super dirty looks. And they're just, oh, this is awesome, man. And they're like laughing with each other and they're flying it around. How self-centered do you have to be to not look around and realize you're making hundreds of people uncomfortable well, by your actions. I mean, it's the same thing like apartment living. You have to be respectful of your neighbors. I understand. Live your life. But if you're using a public area, whether it's a park, whether it's an apartment complex, wherever you are, a public area, you have to respect other people around you. I, is that just me right now saying that? No, I think I mean, you're right. It really feels like it's a very big me mentality and a very selfish type of thing. You know, it's like, well, I don't care. I'm going to do it anyway. Well, you know, this makes me happy or I only care about me. I don't care about the rest of the people. It drives me absolutely crazy. Yeah. But I mean, bad human behavior will always be bad human behavior, right? The question is, is it getting worse or are we just getting it older so we're noticing it more? Oh, man, I hate to say that, but I think a little bit of both. I don't know. I, I think don't it's know a little bit. I mean, I think the the older you get, the more you realize things that you probably should not do. You know, like there's things that I wouldn't do that I did ten years ago. Yes, yeah, see, you I know think what that's I mean? a big part of it because when I was younger, I would do some things that were so selfish. I look back on now and I think I would never. Hey, something as simple as playing your music super super loudly in your car, driving through neighborhoods, or like the parking garage. Down, 
parking garage. Where like, yeah. like it's like echoing through the halls. Yeah, man. Like, and is that really necessary? No, it's right. not. And you can imagine me. I grew up as a, a car nut, right? So I've got like the loud exhaust system and the Get big rev- revving it a couple times oh, before yeah. you put it in the park. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Any underpass or tunnel or railroad crossing, I'd be like, you know, dropping down the lowest gear I could, revving as high as I could, being as loud as I could. It was it was really obnoxious. I still remember my buddy in high school um th- the, he was when he got his car like a new like sound system, he got one of those like two subwoofer speakers that sat in like he had a Jeep. I like that you just said woofer. Did I say woofer? Woofer. Like, oh yeah, he's using the subwoofer. The, the, the subwoofer. But he Jurgen Fergen Hergen My wife we'll get on the Swedish chef in a second. But he had this massive speaker in the back. It was all bass. Yeah, yeah. It was all bass. Yeah, he yeah. had a Jeep, right? It wasn't like one of the flat tires. It was like the hard, you know. But I swore we would ride in that car, and all you could hear was the bass, and oh, your yeah. entire body just vibrated. And for some reason, we thought that was awesome. Yep. So I had sound systems like that in my car. And in fact, I had a little Volkswagen. Uh, we're going back to, you know, 1997, 1998. Little Volkswagen with this big old amplifier and this big old enclosed box. It had uh, two Competition 10 JBL speakers. I was pumping like 1,000 watts into them. If I put the gain up past 60%, I ran the risk of cracking the rear glass of the deck of my car. How often did you try it? I never tried to do that, but at 52 to 55%. Oh, you, you, oh, you flirted with it. Oh, yeah. I could set a bank alarm off, a commercial bank alarm off <laughs> from across the street. <laughs> Oh, tell and me, I, tell me I that I was something that. you just walked around doing, I right? Did, I did it more than once. Yeah, I couldn't I, walk around. I had to drive <laughs> up to it, but <laughs> that's what I'm saying. You yeah, just did that more pull than up once. and just yeah. When you that's like finding gold, though. So here's a story for you. So one day, um, one day in the future, I'm sure we'll have some of these characters from my past on the show. But but one of my close friends, who for now will remain unnamed, used to be able to do an uncanny impression of a fire engine siren. His voice was that high-pitched and that loud that he could sound like a fire engine coming down the road. So we installed megaphones in our cars with CB receivers and CB microphones, and we would come around these corners, these winding roads in Connecticut, and there'd be lines of cars pulled over waiting for the fire engine to come. Oh, he'd have to, oh, so he'd get on the PA. He'd get a little PA. PA. (laughs) It was the funniest thing. He's like, it was so funny. I'm talking like that, dozens that, of cars will be waiting ta- on the That's side. a talent, man. That is a talent oh, right there. It was there. absolutely hilarious when he would do it. We we. I would be funny to hear him actually ourselves. talk, though. I'd love to hear like he his actual voice. his 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 regular speaking voice. You know, with a little luck, he listens to neighbors don't knock, and he'll hear this and call <laughs> me up like I'm coming on the show. You know, because he's, he's I'm a great coming dude. on the show. No, it's not quite like that. But <laughs> it was really really good. It's it's like that that odd voice that you you always have that one friend that that you always can tell their voice anywhere they go. Oh yeah, right anywhere they go. So actually, it's that same guy. His father was an EMT. And, <laughs> right. What do you think he got? How do you think he got practice? Oh, yeah, exactly. Well, he was a volunteer firefighter, actually, which is how he got practice. But, but his father was an EMT, and his father bought a retired Crown Vic police cruiser. And because he was an EMT, he put hideaway strobes, like, in the grill and stuff, and he could 
you know, do the whole flashing light thing and his headlights would flash and it looked like a, a police cruiser. And he had the um, spotlight still. So when you get pulled over and they would shine that thing up so they can like completely spotlight your car and you can't see shit, right? Oh yeah, it just looks like like a stage light just like lit up your the inside yeah. of your car. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So this is this is going back to like ninety seven, ninety eight ish, somewhere in there, maybe ninety nine. We go up to this diner we used to like to hang out at, sit there for hours on end, you know how it goes, drinking like fifty thousand cups of coffee, three cheeseburgers. You know. How did you afford that? <laughs> It's cheap. It's like $5, right? You could sit there for hours, you know? The coffee the change would, out of the ashtray, just dump it on the counter. The coffee was unlimited refills. Oh, there you go. It winds up being 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning, and we decided to go home. And I grew up in the woods of Connecticut, so everything was 25, 30 minutes away, no matter what you were doing. My buddy who had his dad's Crown Vic, he decides to leave first. I'm heading down I-95, blow by this police cruiser. Slammed on the brake. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm thinking, like, I got to go, right? But, <laughs> but no. Let's go. Get going. No, yeah, this guy nailed me, right? The second I'm going by him, the lights are on. He's flooring it. I see him in my rearview mirrors. I'm like, oh. Catches up to me, pulls me over. You know, spotlight shining in my eyes. I can't see. Fumbling around, teenager trying to get my license and my registration. I'm freaking out. Guy comes up with a flashlight in hand, taps on the glass of the window. I I crank windows at the time, so I'm, I'm cranking down my window. And all I hear is my buddy's voice that can do the whole siren thing. Like, Goffrey, you're a moron. <laughs> and he goes running away. And just the the whole fact that he put that much time into that thought. Oh, yeah. He gave that's what makes it that good. Because that's what makes a good prank. My, I still remember from college, uh, my buddy, I thought I would get him on a prank. We, we used to try to prank each other as, as well, but... I thought it would be hilarious to put his car up for sale in the thrifty nickel, like the little, you know, little, (laughs) (laughs) little cheap ad, you know, you know, thing that goes out to the city. And, you know, we, I went to Texas tech and so we're in the city of Lubbock. So it's small town mentality, but it's, it's not exactly a small town, but I mean, it's, you know, it's not huge, not Houston. Right. So I go and I pay for this like $12 ad, you know, to run this for like a week. You know, it's like a lengthy ad. I mean, it was like so brutally for, for, funny for for college. It's just like that. That's a lot of money, right? I'm just like I'm pouring stuff out. I'm I'm just like you know Ford Explorer, low mileage, all this crap, CD player. You know, but <laughs> every everything that I could get. Like, and I with, assume you put his and I put phone his number phone the, number yeah. in there, so they would people would just be calling him, and I put like thousand dollars or best offer. Right? Because, you know, like, like... I'm selling it for a <laughs> hot dog and a bag of Twinkies. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. All right, like, it wasn't my problem at that point. And, and, so, <laughs> and so, like, you know, the, the, the ad drops in, like, Thursday morning at, like, 7 a.m., right? People get, the, you know, they've, they've been mailed this. It drops. People see the ads, whatever. So people are calling him. He literally turned off his, his phone because that was about the time that we had just gotten cell phones, right? So his, his message on his cell phone was the Ford Explorer has been sold. Thank you. Click. That was his, that was outgoing cell phone (laughs) message for at least a few days. That's pretty clever. So, okay. Now fast forward a little bit. He figured out a way to show up to the thrifty nickel and convince the person working there that I was his younger brother and I screwed up the ad for our mother selling the wrong inf- or putting the wrong information to sell the car which was all of my info and my <laughs> cell phone number 
So, of course, I was driving a Ford Taurus at the time, 99 Ford Taurus at the time. And so he puts all my information in there. But I was just like, they had to show an ID. We already have different last names. We don't even look the same. Like, <laughs> like I'm just Long like. Long story, you I'm were just, adopted. Yeah, I'm just like, I, I really want to know what he said to this woman to be like, we're so sorry. So not only, not only did she change the ad, she didn't charge him. So I'm paying for this over my own prank at this point. And he ran it for a week longer than I ran the ad. So, karma. Yeah, it was, karma, like, it was very big karma. But, I mean, it was it was well well played, well played. I, I, I couldn't get too upset at it, but it was, it was well played. I love that story, Brian. I want to hear people posting up on our Facebook page. I want to hear their practical joke stories because... There's nothing funnier, right, than, than pulling a buddy's chain and just messing with them to no end. So, okay, so you've got your pet peeve with people walking around the park five wide, daisy chaining their arms together and blocking you out from being able to go past them. It's it's very close to being a dangerous game of Red Rover. <laughs> I mean, it really is. I'm just, just like, just run through and rip through their arms. You need to start wearing a T-shirt that says, try me. <laughs> You could always just start acting like a complete lunatic, right? Like flailing your arms about and talking to someone that's not there and they'll, they'll spread. <laughs> well, I do that to people occasionally when I don't want to talk to them, like strangers, not people I know. Uh, I will just start making like odd sounds, like animal sounds, kind of like odd sounds. Have you ever tried that? No, but I've done similar things. I used to work in a rather large... <laughs> that's really... <laughs> I used to work in a rather... <laughs> Really <laughs> see, yeah. see, if you heard that, you'd be like, uh, who's the guy see, from, see ya. <laughs> who, who's, who's the guy from the hangover and between two ferns? That Galicanakis. Is that, <laughs> I imagine he would do something like that. Um, I used to work in a really large office building and I got super sick of the elevator ride in the morning going up like 17 floors. So I just started getting the elevator and then turning around and facing all of them the entire elevator ride. just faced away from them <laughs> i, I just, love that i would just stare them in the eyes <laughs> nobody would look me in the eyes they were so uncomfortable <laughs> i wouldn't say a thing i would just get in and then face backwards everyone would be looking down they divert their eyes to look it up at the ceiling that's awesome <laughs> like, it was that's awesome great then you know what you do to top that off you just you get a you turn around right when you think you're getting close to your your floor just for the last you know five ten seconds door opens you walk out then turn back around and go it was me <laughs> and then, then left exactly <laughs> no you know i did one day though because even if it wasn't you you know they're gonna be like did he right <laughs> someone did someone, every time every someone time. did because my gosh elevator rides like in a crowded office building someone always tears ass it's weird every single ride someone rips one i always blame it on the really good looking girl well it's probably her yeah, probably her. No, so, so one day I'm facing the very, very crowded elevator and no one's looking at me. And this, this little old lady, she sort of looks up with this timid little expression. I look her in the eyes, I go, it's weird, isn't it? <laughs> she immediately creepy she she immediately she goes, she goes yeah and looks down oh, oh no <laughs> oh like, that's oh that see then then you got to know more i know <laughs> and then you're like you're like well but okay so you've got your pet peeve with the people that are walking like eight wide down the damn hallway or no, down it, the, the path or whatever it is it drives me nuts it's, it's a recipe for destruction it's just not not I gotta, good all right i've got a gripe 
that I'll put out to our listeners to see. I'm, I'm sure there are people out there that can, they can relate to this. My gripe is you pay for something to get done and whoever does it does a shitty job and you don't find out until years later. You know, there's a story behind this. Obviously, yeah, I was right? going to say, where's? Yeah. yeah. So the, the, the very, very long story cut very short is that my garbage disposal shit the bed recently and I discovered that it was installed improperly when I paid for it to get installed when we bought our house back in 2012. And the thing had basically been slowly leaking very, very slowly. That's what, that's what they wanted to happen. Right, the entire time. They're like, you're like, you know, they're like, oh, this guy, we're going to make him suffer in that 10 years. He's going to be pulling his hair out. Right. <laughs> so the damn thing rusts out. It blows up, right? There's water all over the bottom side of my sink. I'm freaking out. And I realized what the guy had done. I'm not going to bore you or our listeners with the details. Well, but let's he, say I have no idea how yeah, garbage disposal will work. I mean, some, I could probably look at it and be like, oh, I get it, but I have no right. idea. So he cut, and neither had I before I looked at this thing. But it was like right away, like, oh, he cut these corners, right? It resulted in this very slow dripping leak over the past, I don't know, however long we've had this thing. And it catastrophically failed because of his fucking ineptitude oh, and laziness. What is what that? Cutting the corners. Why? Why? Well, that's what pisses me off. This is like a really good plumbing company that we use. They're very reputable. They've been around Houston for a long time. This guy just decided to do something Did they, they, badly. They weren't paid on commission, right? I mean... Well, they, most, most plumbers that work for the bigger outfits, they sort of... Um, they're like independent consultants that work under the flag. Okay, so so they kind of they're, they're like under the umbrella rates. as far as the insurance goes with everything, but they are still working. Yeah, so the company will have a set fee that they charge for something. Let's say it's installing a water heater or a dishwasher or whatever, and they usually try. So essentially, a commission work. Well, yeah, and they usually try to get it a little bit inflated, and they get to keep the difference. Is yeah, what it really comes down to. Got it. Got it. Got right? it. Okay. So, but but I was pissed because what you know, I never installed a garbage disposal. The guy puts it. I paid him a ton of money to do it. Turns out he sold me a crappy garbage disposal. That he installed them properly. So it blows up. So I decided, okay, I'm doing it myself. I'm going to go get a good garbage disposal. Did a little research. That's not hard to figure out. The internet's Set up the camcorder thing, on right? the counter. Yeah. And Do the whole YouTube video deal. <laughs> right. They made me realize something. How often we get screwed and just don't know it. It's got to happen all the time. Right? Actually, you know, every time I think of that, you know what pops into my head is it's always a movie reference, but it always, it's the Lethal Weapon movie. Uh, where they're in the drive-thru and it's pouring down rain. If you've ever seen these movies, it's a, I think it's Lethal Weapon 2. Joe Pesci, Danny Glover, Mel Gibson, they're in the car and they order drive-thru and they're getting all this food or whatever and then they drive away and they look in and they didn't get anything and then the line is, they fuck you in the drive-thru because they know you're not going to go back for it. <laughs> so, I mean, it's a brilliant scene. But, but you think about it. I bring that but that point because it's true. When you get screwed over like that, which happens more than you think, most times you don't realize it till later. And then, how many times are you going to go back and get it corrected? Or you know what I mean? There's a small percentage of people. It's true. So, so why do you think people are so afraid to do stuff themselves? Right? Like the other day, I had a plumber over for a different problem, and he asked us when the last time we flushed our our water heater was. It's a tankless water heater. He said we never flushed it. He goes, you have to do it yearly. I'm like, well, okay, how much would it cost for you to flush my tankless water heater? He goes, $375. Look, here's the deal. Hour and a half worth of work, right? He goes, yeah, about that. I said, great. I'll give you 200 bucks. He goes, no. Okay. Oh, you were able to negotiate with no, him? No, because he oh. said no. I mean, you're going to leave. <laughs> because, because he said to me, he wouldn't, he wouldn't take it. He wouldn't no. do it. No, no, no. Like, he wouldn't do it. He would rather leave than earn 200 bucks for an hour and a half of his time. I'm thinking, this is absolutely absurd. 
So I bought $170 worth of parts. So I'm going to do it myself and I'm done. I can do it every year now for the rest of my life. Done. Well, I, 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 I think that's great. And just in the sense that you learn something and you're more self-sufficient for it. You know, I mean, it, it's, I, I've started, I, I've, I'm kind of a different realm. I know you're very mechanical with a lot of that kind of stuff. I, I actually started baking a lot more lately. I saw, I saw the posts on social media. Yeah. I've been doing uh, like some homemade sourdough bread and I'm really getting into, uh, 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 well, part of it's also, I was really thrilled to, to get a new little kitchen gadget and a little mixer and things like that. So I, I've been having some fun with it. I, you know, it's just kind of led into a couple of new discoveries. And when you have the right tools with it, or you at least invest a little bit, you know, you can do so much, right? Time is always what we pay for. That's to me the only reason that you overpay for anything is because you want to pay for someone else to do it for the time's sake. As long as it's done well. But that's my point. Number one is I don't want to do it. I need it done now. So they don't even think if it's done well. I think that's why more people get screwed over and they look at it back, they look back at it and are like, what was I thinking? Because the number one priority was, I want it done now. Satisfaction done without having to do it. Whereas your projects with the baking and things like that, it's more about you want to do it to experience doing it. Yeah, I I found a little bit of joy in it. I, you know, there's the the creativity with it and learning something new, kind of like how you learned how to do this now. Obviously, it's not something you want to do on a Saturday for kids. I I would rather learn how to bake sourdough bread (laughs) like you are than know how to flush my darn tankless water heater. (laughs) I guarantee it takes a lot longer than an hour and a half. So, well, there you (laughs) go. That's the other thing. That has actually led, I'm, I'm now looking into like making homemade sausage and all these new little things that I just because of one little gadget. Right. It's like it's not that I don't ever cook. I do cook. But when you kind of learn the process of certain things and you have fun with it, it's just amazing what you can kind of do. Well, there's a certain pride to this, too. Right. So I've got a dear friend who's a a vegan here in Houston, and he spends quite a lot of time trying to come up with classic family recipes that he grew up with that he can do in a vegan method, right? Oh, so he's still like converting them to vegan. Sure, taking, okay, sure. Got it, got so it. His mother makes this unbelievably delicious carrot cake, and he came up with a way to do a completely vegan carrot cake that is absolutely exquisite. It's, just, it's, it's, it's fantastic. Um, for the holidays, he brought us a bottle of buttered rum, and he rendered out... Is that a vegan rum? Well, he rendered out vegetable fats instead of animal fats to make a buttered rum, and it was spectacular. I, I didn't even know really, you could really do good. a vegan alcohol or I, I didn't I didn't know that there well, was Well no so the alcohol itself has nothing to do with it right it's, oh, okay, it's okay. the um the buttered part of it he's doing it for the experience of doing it just like you are with the with the baking and things like that it's it's the joy that he's finding in this process Yeah it's right? not it's not always perfect but but you're you're enjoying what you're doing and you know I think I find it the funny thing is people I have seen that some of the posts that I've done, they're like, Ooh, make me a loaf. And I'm, I'm a little self-conscious still about it. I'm like, well, it tastes good, but I don't know. I'm going to get a little bit, I, right. I get a couple more tries into my belt before I start being like, check it out guys. <laughs> but it also takes a really long time, right? How long does it take for you to make one uh, loaf of sourdough bread? It'll take me the day. Um, a day. Well, I've already done the starter because the thing with sourdough is you have to have a, a sourdough starter, which you can keep for people have kept for years, the same one. It's basically a living pet basically, but just you, you feed it weekly basically. And then that's, what's in that jar. That's Frank. <laughs> I'm serious. People, people name them. 
That's like disturbing. people have people have multiple types of of starters because they can last for years. I get that, but like I'd be starter A, starter B. <laughs> they named them. That's oh, George. Some people. There was one person I was watching because you know you watch a lot of YouTube or you're looking at stuff and when you first start out and there was, I was watching one woman who's a baker and she named like one beast, one princess, mm. you know, wonder what her therapist thinks about that. <laughs> I, I haven't named mine yet. I, what, what do you guys think? What, what should I name my sourdough starter? I yeah, should maybe post up about that. Yeah, also, yeah. How happy is YouTube right now with you saying like, Oh, you know, you watch a lot of YouTube like you do. <laughs> They're like the name nailed it <laughs> yeah right you oh that's i get wow nailed no. <laughs> it. Uh, no but i've enjoyed it a lot i've had some learning curve along the way there's been a big learning curve as far as what it but it does take all day so once you get the starter you actually have to make the dough and there's just a process into making the dough itself. I mean, that's it. Because then once you actually have gone through all of the process of making the dough and doing the stretch and pull and fold or stretch and fold and all this stuff, then you have to what, do what's called proofing. And that's where basically it just sits for like five, six hours, right? So is it the proof that you didn't fuck up? Like yeah. what, it, what is <laughs> it's that? Where the, the, it starts to rise and that's where all the, the yeast, it's all activated and things like that. So it's, it's sitting, so you cover it up gotcha. and it, it proofs. And, and and I'm sure there's technical things that someone out there who ba- yeah, bakes is like is like that dude doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. Proof that bread is gross because <laughs> it's alive and breathing on your counter. That, that's right, it is. It literally is growing. Like it'll start as a little little dough and it'll it'll grow. But then once you've gone through the like eight hour proofing process, then you you know you get ready for baking, and the baking only takes about forty five minutes. But that that's about it, and you have a really nice bread, and it it. I have, it tastes great. The one I've made, the, the two loaves I've made tasted great. They've tasted great. I wouldn't know you brought none over when well, you show I, up unannounced. It's because I, <laughs> I have eaten them. <laughs> the worst is they're on the counter. And so like I pick at them. Oh yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, I was like, mm, I'll have another piece of bread. Yeah. But honestly, if you're going to be doing this for a hobby and someone's like, oh, would you make me one? It takes all day. Well, I I might because there's only so many carbs that I can eat. Yeah, but so, like, do you so, really want to be spending a whole day making a, a loaf of bread for somebody else? Well, I mean, like I said, I'm not going to go. Bakeries for that. <laughs> I'm not going to go out of my way. Well, that sounds like a bad neighbor <laughs> neighbor right there. Well, no, but it's like unlike my garbage disposal, which somebody installed improperly. I know the baker did a good job making the fucking bread. Like I can go over there and. <laughs> I can get a damn delicious sourdough. If I had the time, I would if I was doing nothing. Because it also, you think about this, something that you find you enjoy doing, you're like, ah, yeah, I'll do that for you. Because one, you enjoy it, right? And then as far as something like when you're working out and not trying to eat a lot of carbs, you're like, oh, I get to have fun doing this and I don't have to worry about eating it. You know, you just made me realize that every young baker on earth has probably never had any trouble getting laid whatsoever. Right? Could you imagine you're trying to court some young thing, whatever it is? Baby, I'll make you some into, bread. Right? No, you just show up. Like, I baked this for you. And it's like delicious, warm, fresh bread. The meringue is fresh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> actually, that sounded creepy. It did, actually. <laughs> it really did. That was really disturbing. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm going to say, I, um, I would have probably been swiped left yeah. on that one. That line's going to haunt you for the rest of the podcast, too. It probably will. Yeah. It's going to be a new soundbite, right? Rang is fresh. <laughs> Halloween episode at the end of the year. Like Jim Carrey and the cable guy. Is that where you like it? Is that where you <laughs> need it? 
I, hey, you laugh, but that was a creepy role and a brilliant role at the same time. But post up, let me know what you guys think. What should I name my starter? You know, also, I'm also looking for other things to to get into cooking because I'm, you know, I have, you know, all the time in the world. Um, and that's uh, sarcasm if you... <laughs> You're not seeing my hey, face. You're like the busiest person I've ever met. I'm going to put in air quotes. I'm free. I have free time, right? No, I, I've enjoyed it tremendously. And I'm sorry to hear about the disposal, but things have been fixed. Yes. Yeah, buddy. My, my, I'm proud of my work. It Run, running like, like a dream. Like a dream come like, true. Like a, like a like Barbie's dream house. Yeah, like a grinding food waste dream come true. <laughs> <I don't, laughs> it's a little disturbing. I put Barbie's dream house in a grinding know, dream dude. come what's, true what's right, going next on with to, you right, right next to her. Well, thanks for joining us, guys, today. Remember to catch new episodes every Friday. We're going to have a new guest next week. Brian Phillips' friend is going to be joining us. Yeah, I'm excited for some old childhood stories. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Also, don't forget to get that NDK merch. You can go to our store in the episode description. You can click that link. Drop us a line. Find us on social media. We'd love to hear from you. But we'll see you next week. Peace. Out. <laughs>